The Princess Who Would Not Smile, version of Russian folktale. If you think about it, what a big world this is. In it live all sort of folk, young and old, clever and foolish, rich and poor. Every person has their lot, but God watches over and judges them all. In the Tsar Palace, the princess, without a smile, grew fairer every day. What a life she had, what riches and what beauty all around her. She had everything she could wish for, and more besides. But the princess never smiled and never laughed. It seems as though her heart was not capable of rejoicing at anything. It was a very bitter thing for the Tsar, her father, to gaze at his doleful daughter. So one day, he threw open the gates of the imperial palace to whoever wished to be his guest. Come, he announced to all the men in his kingdom and all the neighboring kingdoms round about. Come and try to cheer up the princess without a smile. Anyone who succeeds shall have her hand in marriage. As soon as the proclamation had been made, all sort of men began arriving at the palace. They came riding and walking from all directions. Princes and princess' sons, noblemen, merchants, soldiers and farmers. And what great feasts were held for them at the palace. The king introduced each and every one of them to the princess and they all did their utmost to make her smile. Many of them told jokes, some pulled funny faces. Others tried to surprise her with magic tricks and acrobats. One young man even sat and stared at the princess and stared and stared and stared, hoping that her stony face would break before his did. But still, she would not smile for any of them. Now, in a distant land, in a shabby little hut, there lived a poor workman. Every morning before the sun came up, he hurried to his master's farm. There he would sweep the courtyard before everyone was awake and then set about doing all the job that needed to be done. Tending the corn, grooming the horses, repairing the barns and so on. Every evening before he could go home, he had to take the kettle out to the pasture and so he slaved away from dawn till dusk. His master was a very rich man but also a fair man. After the workman had been working for him for a year, he put a purse stuffed with money on the table. You have worked very hard for me, he said to the laborer. Take as much as you like. And then he went outside leaving the workman to it. The workman went up to the table and weighed the heavy purse in his hand. He was a good, God-fearing man and he thought to himself, it would be wrong to be greedy and take too much. So he took one coin which he held tight in his palm. But as he left his master's house, he stopped at the well in the courtyard for a drink and the coin slipped through his fingers and fell to the bottom. The workman was left with nothing. Now, anybody else in his position would have been very fed up and angry, but the workman was not at all. God is in charge of everything, he said to himself. The Lord knows what he gives to each person and why and what he takes away too. Obviously, this is a sign from God that I have not been doing a very good job. I mustn't get angry. I must accept it and try again. But this time, I need to do better. So the workman went back to work for the rich man. And this time, he worked even faster and tried even harder at all his tasks than before. When another year was up, his master put a big heavy bag of money on the table. Do take as much as you want, he said, and went out leaving the workman to it. Again, the workman thought it would be wrong to be greedy and take too much. So he took one coin from the bag. As he was leaving, he went to have a little drink at the well. 
But would you believe it? In some way or another, this coin also tumbled from his hand and was lost in the well. So the workman went back to work for the rich man once more, even more determinedly than before. He worked so hard that often he toiled right through the night, not sleeping, and during the day he was so busy he forgot to eat. His master's corn grew tall and gold, while the corn of other landowners nearby was dry and pale. His master's horse pranced and tossed their manes while the others stumbled along. His master's barn stood strongly, freshly painted, while the barns of other landowners looked shabby and tumbled down. The rich man knew very well whom he should thank for the success of his farm. When the third year came to an end, he put a great sack of money on the table. Please take as much as you want, he said, and went outside, leaving the workman to it. Once more, the workman took a single coin and then went to the well for a drink. But this time, as he drew up the water, his lost money floated up to the surface. He took the lost coins overjoyed. He felt sure that it was God's reward for his labours. Now, at last, it's time for me to go into the world and seek my fortune, he thought to himself. So he set off, happily down the road with the three coins in his pocket, going wherever his feet took him. While passing through a field one day, a little mouse came running up to him and said, Dear stranger, give me a coin and I promise I will be of service to you. So the workman gave the mouse a coin. Next, he travelled through a forest where a beetle crept up to him and said, Dear stranger, give me a coin and I promise I will be of service to you. So the workman gave the beetle a second coin. Then he came to a pond where a frog bounded to him and said, Dear stranger, give me a coin and I promise I will be of service to you. The workman gave the frog his last coin. Finally, he came to a great city. It was so crowded. There were busy bustling crowds of people and huge buildings all around. The workman turned in all directions, not knowing where to go. In front of him stood the Tsar's palace, gleaming gold and silver. With the star, the workman realized that at a window sat the princess without a smile. And she was looking directly at him. Whatever should you do? He grew so embarrassed that his head span, losing his balance, he fell and toppled straight over the mud. Splat! All at once, up bounded the frog with the beetle and the mouse scurrying after him. They sprang to the workman's aid, cleaning him up as best as they could. The little mouse dragged his coat off with her tiny teeth and tried to shake it out. The beetle crawled all over his boots, polishing them with her wings until they were clean, and the frog shot out his tongue this way and that eating up all the flies that now buzzed around the workman. The princess, without a smile, looked on the, at the tiny little creatures bustling about so, and she smiled. At that very moment, the king entered the room with the several newly arrived prince. He could not believe his eyes. Who has managed to cheer up my daughter? he cried. It must have been me when I entered the room, said one prince. No, it was me when she saw me come in, argued another. But no, said the princess, it was the sight of that man there, and she pointed out at the workman in the street. The king was true to his word, so the workman was brought at once before the king, still flustered and covered in mud. To the workman's utter astonishment, he learned that he had made the princess smile, and so he was to marry her and be made a prince. He was delighted after his years of labor, so the couple were married with much celebration and lived smilingly ever after. And I can assure you, this is a true story, every word of it.